She's on the money. She's on the money. <laughs> Hello and welcome to She's on the Money, the podcast for millennials who want financial freedom. My name is Victoria Devine and as always for Money Diaries, I am joined by our friend Ryan John. Now, this week's Money Diary was a bit of a banger. We had the absolute pleasure of chatting to one of our community babies who at just 20 years of age has saved a very impressive $60,000. Here's how our chat with her went. I'm currently 20 years old, studying law and commerce and working in finance. Yes, queen. I currently use for trading some cryptocurrencies, which V's always raises an eyebrow. No. I would love to share my money diary with you. I've worked super hard to get to my savings goal, which I've just achieved today. $60,000. Uh, what? How old did she say she was again? 20 years old, studying law and commerce. Hold on, and the number again? $60,000. Okay, so I wasn't wrong. Carry on. Let's call her. This is ridiculous. I want to call her. Hello, Nicole speaking. Hey, Nicole, this is Ryan from She's on the Money. How are you doing? Well, thank you. How are you, Ryan? I'm good. I'm here with Victoria Devine, and we're both in awe that you've hit your savings goal of 60000 at age 20. Is this correct? Are we reading right? I actually made him read the email to me twice. It is. It is. Um, yeah, no, I'm really happy with it. It's only a recent milestone a few weeks back. Um, yeah, so... Oh, well, if it was a few a weeks back, it must just not be that impressive. Old news, boring now, Yeah, huh? sorry. Yeah, no, I forgot <laughs> about it now. That's epic. I love that. I, I want to know all about that, but maybe we should get through all of the questions and then yep. have a chat about it after. Sounds good. All right, so awesome. what's the first Let's question? dive straight in. So the first question is, can you please describe your relationship with money? Um, I think I have a pretty good relationship with money. I've always kind of been raised to, you know, live within your means and um, only spend what you really have. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be in a position where I do live at home, so I get to save a lot, um, which means I also get, you know, spending money to do the things I love. I don't feel like I um, have to, you know, minimise a lifestyle just to, you know, save money. And that's a really fortunate position for me. So I love that I'm able to do everything, you know, I want to. However, um, I do believe that I do work really hard. I've been working, you know, since I was 14. I'm trying to save money even back when, you know, I was earning $9 or something, whatever, an hour. I was trying to do my best to save. Um, so I've always had quite a practical relationship with money. I love that. So what do you do for work and for life? Um, well, I'm currently studying. So I am currently studying law and commerce um, and I'm also working um, part-time. So I work in finance admin. What do you earn and how much money is sitting in your bank accounts right now? So I earn about 580 after tax per week. Sometimes it fluctuates to be more if I'm um, on uni break and I'm able to work more hours and sometimes less. Um, you know, because I am a casual. So if, you know, I don't work certain days or I go on holidays less. At the moment, I am currently actually on holidays. So I have a bit more in my spendings account. So I have about 400 or $500 in there. And then I have approximately $60,000 in savings. 
which is arguably one of the most epic things I've heard today. (laughs) But we'll talk about that later. I keep getting sidetracked on questions. So do you feel confident making decisions around money? I do. Um, In terms of, you know, spending and keeping track of spending, I do. However, the only thing I'm not really confident about and would like to learn more is a bit more about investing. I think I have, you know, that amount in savings. I would like to be able to use it. Um, But I feel quite comfortable, you know, spending money and and putting it into savings and have a decent amount of knowledge. It's also come from my degree where they do teach you about finances and how sort of that works. So I have a little bit of knowledge around it and I'm quite comfortable with my knowledge. It's so funny. I just wrote down, ask about savings versus investing because it feels like you're going to get to that stage where you're going to want to branch out. And then as soon as I wrote that down, you said it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's my biggest kind of debate with myself at the moment to, you know, do something with the savings. And it's kind of hard because, you know, you're not taught which share to put your money in. You don't have a huge amount, you know, the financial advisors or financial counselors, you're not sure, you know, if they're for you or if they're, you know, people with more money and just not really sure where to go. Well, we definitely have some advice when we get to asking a few more questions, but let's continue. (laughs) So how do you feel about the money that is currently in your bank account? Um, I feel like it's quite good. I'm really happy with how I've saved. Um, I think it sets me up a bit for my future. I would love to start property investing um, and things like that. I'm quite keen, interested in the real estate market, just, you know, as a bit of a hobby. So I feel quite comfortable with it and I'm glad it's there. You know, it's such a tumultuous time at the moment and I've been fortunate enough to keep my job, but knowing that I have that backing there um, makes me feel more confident. Awesome. So do you currently invest in any way? I started um, recently investing in a bit of cryptocurrency. So it was before your podcast um, and I Whoops. don't <laughs> really know what I'm doing. Um, I just, I looked into it a little bit and I just invested a small amount, you know, a few hundred dollars here and there. And fortunately, you know, I picked the right ones. Not that I really understand how they are working, but fortunately I picked the right ones and I've had quite good growth. I'm quite happy with it. But other than that, no major investments. So obviously I'm a financial advisor um, and I have a couple of questions that are a little bit off track when it comes to buying crypto. So you've obviously Mm -hmm. saved and I would, from understanding your money story a little bit from what you've already told us is I would think that you're quite conservative because you don't want to like risk that $60,000 that you've saved so hard for. What made you feel confident enough to pick a crypto asset above and beyond every other type of asset that you had access to? I think because I was able to put in such a small amount. So I was only really comfortable putting in an amount, a small amount into something that I didn't really understand. And I felt as though shares or other kind of investments type, I would need to do a little bit more research. So it was kind of um, a bit of a spur. And I kind of did have a look into it and I have somewhat of an idea of how they work. But I felt as though it was it was really easy to set up. Um, it was really easy to put money into. It's a really simple app. So I felt quite comfortable using it. And I thought I was just going to put in a little bit of money in it and just hope, you know, that it would work out. And I was comfortable putting that small amount, but I would never, well, at the moment, I wouldn't put a large amount in there. Yeah, that's and fair. What? Can I also just add, like, this isn't the most rational thing to say and probably not technically correct, but like, the FOMO is real with crypto, yeah, totally. right? totally. <laughs> like- oh, 100%. <laughs> Yeah, you hear all these I great thought, stories, and you're like, "Oh, I know I shouldn't. I don't really get it, but this guy made this much." Oh, yeah, you get like, so envious. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of off the record, I just saw one that I didn't just specifically do this one, but I saw some influencer on, I don't know, on Instagram being like, oh, you know, this coin's booming. So I was all right, put $5 in it and it really did. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Is it too pervy to ask you how much you invested to begin with? $5. Yep, sweet. And then I started adding in more. And what are you at now? Uh, Maybe a couple hundred. Oh, how good. And it's doing well. Yeah, it's doing really well. It was just, I think it was one of those just that boomed and I, I'm not really, you know, sure on how specifically they work, but I was confident, you know, with just putting in a little bit of money. It was, if it was, if I lost it, I wasn't too upset about losing it, just, you know, to give it a shot. Can we skip ahead? I know I said I was going to wait till later, but I feel like we're here now. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it fair to say, Victoria, and correct me if I'm wrong, you are the she and she's on the money. Is that surprise. The, I don't know if surprise. anyone knew that. Uh, is it fair to say the philosophy that our money diarist today has towards crypto can be the first philosophy with investing in that it doesn't? you don't have to put your whole 60 grand in something tomorrow. You can start with a little bit here and see how you feel. And a yes. month later, the confidence grows and then you do another little bit. Totally. And I find that people who have saved very significant amounts of money are far less likely to invest seriously. And when I say seriously, I say that with quotation marks because I mean actually start a share portfolio, they're more likely to do something small like crypto and you hear about your friend who, you know, maybe saved 60 grand and they're investing in crypto. So you automatically assume it might be, you know, a safe option or a good option when in reality it's not. They're just testing the waters and having a bit of a play and it's actually not reflective of their money story because they'd never put that $60,000 at risk. So for me, I think it's interesting because I see it all the time, but these are the people that are more likely to spend a longer time making a decision about a share portfolio because it feels like a bigger, more long-term decision and and they assume they'll put a very significant amount of money into that. They might not, they might, but they just, they operate under that assumption. And from there, I feel like they then see it as a more serious decision that needs a lot of thought, not just chucking five bucks in crypto. Would you say that's about right when it comes to actually starting an investment portfolio? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, exactly how you said it. It was kind of just a play um, to dip my toes in the water. I wasn't really comfortable in putting a large amount in there. So I just wanted to, you know, see how it works. And, you know, I think for me, even just putting in, even if I lost the $20 or whatever I put in there at the start, I feel as though I learned a little bit more and that was worth it um, for me just to get an idea um, and then I can kind of grow my confidence. So 100% I would agree. I'm totally all for that and I think people think I'm so negative on crypto and look, I don't invest in it personally and it's not something that I have any interest in because I do have a long-term asset that I am building and I'd prefer stability over not stability, but I can see where people are coming from when they're like, Victoria, why are you so harsh? And I'm just having a play. I'm like, no, 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 you can have a play. But there are people that get mixed up and they see these great money stories and people who have saved epic amounts and they go, oh, well, I don't know the whole story, but uh, Ryan John, he's a great saver and uh, he invested in crypto, so it must be a good option. When in reality, like we're making decisions about our personal situations, not about something that could create us long-term wealth. Yeah. We could do another crypto episode. Oh my gosh, I could do so (laughs) many crypto episodes. Yeah, let's go to the next question. So do you have any debts of any kind? And if so, what are they? And if you don't, how do you feel about debt? I do currently have debt. So the only debt I have is my hex debt, which I believe is around $16,000. I've always believed even working in finance now I get a good understanding of 
people living within your means. So I, I've listened to a lot of, you know, the She's on the Money podcast and heard, you know, there's good debt and there's bad debt. And in my mind, um, hex debt's a good debt. I'm investing towards my future. Yes, and queen. And I'm not, you know, paying um, any interest other than inflation, which um, I don't have a problem with. I don't have any other debts, you know, like personal loans or car loans. I'm a big believer in, you know, if you rather to save up for something and not to have a massive loan because I know how high interest they are. However, in saying so, I would love to buy um, a house, you know, once I finish my uni degree or investment property, something like that to get um, one of my investment, you know, portfolios started. So I'm happy to have something that would grow my wealth and, you know, help me with my money journey. Um, but I'm not interested, you know, getting a personal loan or anything like that at the moment just because I have seen, you know, how high interest they are and how much you're paying for it. Yeah, no, straight um, out, don't do yeah. that. Terrible idea. Yeah. yeah. I also, <laughs> end of story. I love how well-versed people are who've been listening to the podcast because my, I always I hear ask, it in my own tone of voice. No, but every time people talk about Hex, I always say, yeah, cool, but what's your thoughts on good debt, bad debt? And our Today's Money Diarist already knows the question before it's asked. Yeah. It's like, but it's a good debt. I'm investing in my future and I'm all for it and it's fine. And the fact that you already know that is, uh, is awesome to it hear. Makes my heart's so happy. <laughs> yeah, well, I work in finance as well, so I have a little bit of understanding. Of, I specifically work more in debt, um, so I have a bit more of an understanding and I've seen, you know, how people's debt work and, I, you know, I've just had people, you know, other people's stories around me about how debt works, so I'm a bit more um, conscious towards it. And they do teach us at uni, you know, one of the topics is finance. You kind of get an understanding of how the different interest rates work and compound and all of that, so I kind of have a little bit of knowledge she about it. She got a head it, so. start, Ryan. Yeah, well played. Yeah. She's cheating well the played. system. Well played. You're ahead of all the <laughs> listeners. All right. So we're going to jump into the next question, which is do you have any good money habits that you're especially proud of? I feel like maybe I already know the answer to this. I have a very comprehensive Excel spreadsheet that I use. Um, so it kind of ties in even as being a bit of a bad money habit because sometimes I'm a bit obsessed with it. But I really like it. So I um, split up my spendings and what I'm earning every week and then kind of mapping out what I'm saving. Um, so I don't go down, you know, to the cent, but I'm just getting a general idea of, you know, how much I'm spending on food a week, on my car, on shopping, anything like that. So I think that's my best money habit of keeping on track of my spending and seeing, you know, where it goes month to month. Awesome. I love that. And to flip it on its head, what is your worst money habit? As I probably said, my worst money habit would be being a little bit tight with that spending you know I don't really like when it goes over a certain amount I get a little bit you know conscious and I have to feel in you know every single time I spend something and sometimes I feel as though you know I don't want to spend money because I don't want to you know see it and I'll avoid that but I also think you know keeps me on track and probably my other not really bad money habit but something where I could improve on is the fact that you know I do you know, have an amount of savings and I'm not really doing anything with it just because interest rates are obviously really low in banks, so it's not really making me much money at the moment. So what are you currently saving for? What's your big money goal at the moment? I would love... So I'm probably going to finish uni at the end of this year, so um, I would love to once I get, um, you know something in my field and I get something a little bit more permanent to um, put my money into an investment property, a bit more of a safer asset in my mind. It's something I've always wanted to do just because I know people and family and they've always had good experiences. So they have a little bit more experience with it. And I think that's what I would be saving for. I was saving previously up for a trip to Canada. I was supposed to move to Canada 
to six months with uni, um, but that got cancelled. So no major travelling, but I love travelling. So if we could travel, it would be towards travelling. <laughs> Jeez, awesome. If we had a dollar for every money diarist or person in the community that I was going overseas. I but. would be so rich. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you rate yourself if I forced you to give yourself a financial rating? I think I would give myself an A minus slash B plus because I think I have some good money habits in keeping on top of my um, spending I also um, quite am realistic and good with transferring, you know, my money into the account that needs to be in um, once I receive my um, income every week. I love that. Ryan, what did you think of that money diary? I just think it's really impressive. Uh, yeah, that, me too. Yeah. I, I'm also impressed with how blasé you are about it. You're like, yeah, it's good. I'm like, no, 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 friend. That's epic. It's really good. Like, that's really, really good. <laughs> um, so, no. And are you proud of yourself for achieving that? Or is that something you're like, no, 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 like, I've got so much further to go? Or are you just like, whoa, I never saw this coming? How do you feel about having so many savings at such a young age? Um, I feel really good. I think it's setting me up where I want to go. I've always been raised, you know, to be quite practical with money and have, you know, something for a rainy day. It's never been, I've always had that kind of mentality um, to be wise with my money, but I am really proud of it. Um, You know, starting off when I finished high school, I was just earning, you know, the minimum rate and it was hard to put in savings. And then I was lucky enough to get some um, more of a, I I guess a grown up job, not that, you know, other jobs aren't, Um, But somewhere, you know, where I was able to get my five days a week, work my nine to five um, and start building up from there. And I guess also being around other, you know, people a little bit older than me, they were a little bit wiser with money and were more um, kind of aware of where their money was going. And I think that helped me. And as well, working in the finance industry made me more conscious of it. But I am really proud I mean, I know it's quite a privileged position to be in, um, but I'm really happy with where I'm at. I love that. So, like, off track, I know you're studying at the moment and you're working Mm -hmm. in finance. What do you want to be when you grow up? If we ever grow up, that is. (laughs) um, I really want to work in marketing. So my commerce major is marketing. So I'd really like to work in something like Formula One marketing or one of... Um, Formula One marketing. That's yeah. really specific and really random. left field. Really Here I am yeah. being like, oh my gosh, she's like got a finance background. She wants to work in, in marketing. Um, like that's well, perfect fit for she's on the money and you're like, I want to work for the Formula One. Um, or something. Um, or she's like, on the money. <laughs> or she's on the money. You're like, if you have a marketing job, you know. Um, but yeah, something around marketing, um, even different brands. I'm like, I've just kind of looked into grad jobs, maybe something like Meta or one. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say specific brand. Um, but I would you like totally to can because like they might contact me and be like, hey, that girl, uh, we've got an internship. Like, let's name one, drop. <laughs> yes, somewhere like that. Meta before I'm really into that whole beauty industry as well. So specific but anywhere in the marketing kind of PR field I'm really interested in um I'm not 100% sure you know about the law yet but I'm I know I really love marketing you'd be surprised how convenient it is to have those law skills but you don't have to be a lawyer I think there's a big assumption that you get a law degree you become a lawyer but it's actually valuable in so many different fields and um I mean you deal with 
legal stuff all the time. Um, we're good friends with the people at Adore Beauty, so actually send me another email if you want an internship. We'll see if we can hook you up. Oh, my gosh. Imagine I if we would could. be obsessed. I listen to you know, their podcast. I'm obsessed with Adore Beauty. I spend half my paycheck there. I um, love that. I, I actually... Did you hear the episode when they were on She's on the Money and I knew nothing that was said over the whole hour? Yeah, you were like, what? New phone. <laughs> I think I did hear that, yeah, yeah. And I also love, um, like, Hannah and... Oh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say No, you yeah, totally yeah. are. We're actually friends with Hannah them. and Kate? <laughs> um, Hannah and Joe. I'm obsessed Hannah with them. Hannah and Joe. Um, I love their Kate, podcast. Kate started Adore. Well, speaking of internships or, I guess, first jobs, I'm just randomly curious. Your first job was $9 an hour when you were 14 or 15. What was it? It was working at a bakery, just at one of the local bakeries down yep. the road for me. Maybe it was $10 or something. Well, I don't here's know. the challenge for people in the Facebook group. My first job, I used to push trolleys at the Altham, like Woolies and Coles and stuff, and I got paid $7.20 an hour. And I wonder if anyone can beat that in terms of oh, how I low can you can. go? I already can. What? I was scooping ice cream on the main street of Dramana at the age of 14 years and nine months. Mm. I can't remember the ice cream store name, but for those of you who live local, it's the one that used to be beside Two Boys. Everybody knows Two Boys, if you know what I'm well, talking about. Well, we don't. Nicole and I have no idea. you know, if you know, you know. And, um, and I earned $6.50 an hour. Mm-hmm. Look out. I was a big dog. Big dog, six fifty. Do I have any of that money still? No, because no. <laughs> I had terrible savings habits. Um, I know we touched on it earlier. Well, we spoke a lot about it earlier about the you know savings versus investing, and obviously we can't give specific advice to you personally legally. Um, <laughs> but V, if if someone came to you with a an amount like that and they weren't sure. What is a, an amount that you might say, here's a bit to, even if it's not about the money, it's about educating yourself. What's a, a first little entry point? What's the next step for someone in similar to Money Diaries position? Oh, like hypothetically, yeah. if I was dishing out advice to yeah. someone who hypothetically had yeah. a large amount of savings, I would recommend that they start just doing their research. And I know that that sounds so bad. And Ryan, you actually yelled at me the other day and you're like, Victoria, do you know how many people... Their research is listening to your podcast. They're doing their research right They're now. They're doing their research right now. <laughs> They're learning. And I'm like, yeah, they are. But I don't want people to only have my opinion as the only one because we're all different and my opinion might not be the right opinion for you. So, like, listen to other podcasts like Equity Mates, like My Millennial Money, go online, read the Smart Money website, read all of the blogs. Like, start learning so that you can start taking the first step and just like you did or just like hypothetical money diaries yeah. did <laughs> with buying the crypto jump into something that you think might be the right fit. You don't have to put all your life savings on board. Lots of ETFs are very accessible now with lower entry points. There's lots of micro-investing platforms that exist that give you exposure to learning about what investing is like. And there are you know, lots of options on the table that don't mean that you actually have to put your life savings up. Yeah, as, and, as and money diaries. Really. Again, this, this isn't advice, but having just <laughs> chatted about it and thinking about it, and knowing that, you know, it's not all your money or nothing, do you feel like you could have the confidence in the next few months to invest a little bit in a micro-investing or something, even if it's just starting with a 500 or a 1000 or so dollars just to learn and, and see what happens? Yeah, I think so. Um, I have even, you know, listening to the last few podcasts just about those um, micro-investing platforms, looking into them, and I would feel a little bit more confident I think my major issue would be like not knowing, you know, where to invest into the bigger ones, even though, uh, you know, you could have the capital. I just wouldn't know where or specifically what to invest 
in. Um, so I think the micro um, investment platforms is something I do want to start looking into um, in the near future just so I can get a little bit more exposure and then building a bit more confidence from there. Yeah, it is a really good place to start. And we actually, even though last week or the week before, I'm not sure when it came out, but there was a great investing episode that Victoria and Georgia did. But last year, there was a couple of apps answering lots of questions about micro-investing platforms and stuff. So, um, But uh, Money Diarist, very impressive. And you're very humble about it, which makes me not like you even more because <laughs> so calm to have that sort of money and um, it's like the saying, you don't make friends with salad. Yeah, like you don't make friends with savings. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You just don't make friends with things that are really good for you. Yeah. Like good advice like this. Yeah, and it's it's really impressive how uh, – and I know you acknowledge that, um, you know, a very privileged but... area and the living situation, but still the discipline to be able to save how much you have is really quite impressive. So. Yeah, and I think that that's something that a lot of people do underestimate. Like it obviously is privileged. Do not get me wrong. Lots of people couldn't achieve that and it wouldn't be reasonable, totally understandable, and you shouldn't be comparing yourself to the money diarists that are on the podcast. These are just stories that – you know, we share one because we're proud of our community, but two, you can learn something from everybody, even if your situation is different. But there are so many people who have been given all of the same luxuries that you've been afforded and not made the most of it. So it's so nice to. I stayed at see home till to. till Money Dyer's age, and I did not have $60,000. I love that, but that's so true. And so many people are going to be listening and be like, oh my gosh, I have not made the most of this situation. Far Victoria out. would kill me. Yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> and thank you so much for sharing your story. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Just before we head off, we'd like to acknowledge and pay respects to Australians, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, the traditional custodians of the lands, the waterways and the skies all across Australia. We want to thank you for sharing and for caring on the land on which we are able to learn. We pay our respects to elders past and present and we share our friendship and our kindness. And let's remember the advice shared on Money Diaries and She's on the Money is general in nature and it does not consider your individual circumstances. She's on the Money exists purely for educational purposes and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. And we promise I am actually an authorised representative of Australia Pacific Funds Management Proprietary Limited. ABN 34132463257 AFSL 339151. And thank you so much to our producer Ryan John, who's sitting in front of us, and Beck, our producer Angels, for putting all this together for us today. Ryan.john at shizonthemoney.com.au. If you've got a great money story or a great money diary that you think the rest of our community would love to hear, shoot me a note. We'd love to hear from you. We'll see you next week, guys. <laughs>